Hello and welcome to Season 4 of the VoiceOver Hour podcast, brought to you by the VoiceOver Network, an organization that is dedicated to helping, supporting and strengthening the voiceover industry. Now, my name's Rachel Naylor, and I'll be your host. I've been a voice actor for over 20 years, working in all areas of voiceovers, from video games to commercials to animation to promos. I'm also editor of The Buzz magazine, which is the only magazine in the world dedicated to the voiceover industry. I'm director at Elements Demos, founder and CEO of The Voiceover Network, and I'm also a multi-award winning entrepreneur. I talk to some amazing experts in our industry, including voice actors, agents, producers, and casting directors. They'll be sharing their stories as well as information and advice to help you with your voiceover journey. And that's what this podcast is all about. So the VoiceOver Network is the number one place for voiceover professionals to get the best training, help, support, opportunities, and access to an amazing supportive community. Head over to the voiceovernetwork.org website to see all the amazing events and workshops we have going on. I started the VoiceOver Network over eight years ago. I can't believe that now. Because I wanted to create a safe place for voiceover professionals from around the world to come together to get help, support and advice. And to strengthen this amazing industry we work in. The VoiceOver Network is a global community of voiceover professionals of all levels. So people who've been in the industry for over 40 years and people just starting out. And I'm so proud of what we've created. I want to empower you on your voiceover journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the VoiceOver Hour podcast. Today, I'm interviewing Marta Svedek, who is an all-round video game actor, best known for being the voice of Roxanne Wolfe, Gregory and Vanny in the highly acclaimed Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach. She's also notably the primary voice of Russian Commander Comms in Battlefield 2042, as well as voicing Aranessa Saltspite in Total War Warhammer 2. On top of that, she is known as a mocap performer for several AAA titles, including Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, Horizon Forbidden West, and the official F1 game series. In 2023, she also appeared in lead roles in action thrillers I Am Rage and Wrath of Dracula. And she's a member of the VoiceOver Network, been to lots of our events, and is an awesome human being. Welcome, Marta. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much for joining us today. It's such an honor to have you on. Yeah, thank you. I feel like I'm part of the furniture at the VO Network, quite frankly. It's been a while, hasn't it? You are. You, Yeah, you've been <laughs> along to all our events and just, yeah. yeah like done the six years? And- Wow, six you've been years. a member six years. Yeah, it's, I, I was thinking about that earlier today. It's, yeah, it's been six years. It's crazy where the time's gone, eh? Oh, my gosh. And your first VoiceOver Network event was? Get Your Game On! Yes. <laughs> That's Come what I on. joined. Uh, yeah, Get Your Game On 2017. That was uh, oh. when I stumbled into, what was it, uh, Runway East? Yes, and uh, you know, sort of wide-eyed and bewildered, and just knowing I've done a few corporate things that I fell into without sort of pursuing voiceover. It was through my job at the time, 
And then I was like, well, I like video games, so I want to do that, but in video games, how do I do this? Well, this seems like a good event to go to. <laughs> and that was also, I met Dave Jones at that event, uh, who is now of Halson uh, fame in Baldur Gate, Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah. Um, I met, uh, well, I didn't meet him there, but it was the second time I met Richard Reed, who is also an amazing voice actor known for a lot of the work on um, Warhammer, you yes. know, the games and the, the um, a lot of the audiobooks and the animations and things like that. So it's, uh, and, and many, many more people of note that have been, uh, that are still constant in my life today. Like yeah. you, Rachel. Yeah. And it's, it's amazing amazing for me to see people who've come to get your game on and now seeing their their careers just absolutely flourish is just that just mm. warms my heart I'm like yeah, yeah. Exactly. and so because you so you came into voiceovers you I mean you came in from a corporate background yeah so I was I didn't come to London with the idea of I'm going to be an actor I went to business yeah. school I came to uh, to London with, with a corporate career in mind, with a business career in mind, um, and I was, uh, you know, looking to basically climb those ranks. And I was working in technology, especially tech startups, uh, and I was working for a particular startup that worked very closely with some of the world's biggest banks, including Barclays and HSBC and whatever, and you know, the list goes on, and. Um, yeah, at one point, we, it was kind of trying to, as any startup, tries to find its real market niche, its purpose. Yeah. Uh, we ended up kind of uh, developing more and more learning systems, and yeah. we we're essentially doing e-learning for HSBC for an internal project. But that internal project was a global project for people you know for a company that has like a hundred thousand employees so you're you're gonna you're gonna need to do this at a certain level and um yeah through a series of very random events i ended up recording the pilot with the um, the vo for the pilot i was already the on-camera presenter i recorded the vo pilot uh with a coat over my head and a snowball mic uh at like midnight in the office just like just get it done because we're, we're we're presenting this to top brass like 8 a.m. tomorrow we, we get it done <laughs> uh so we got it done and they're like we like her voice let her do everything I'm like what <laughs> so I ended up doing this massive e-learning campaign with zero experience uh and you know they got a really good deal because I was already on payroll so I didn't yeah. see there. and I didn't know any better I've literally never considered voiceover ever before in my life um I think one of the main reasons why I recorded was and why I was the on-camera presenter is because I had the most neutral accent for a global yeah. campaign. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I was like, you know, I think it was five weeks of recording, five yeah. weeks of that's how much material we had to get through. And I mean, it wasn't all day, every day, obviously, but it was a yeah. few hours almost every day for five weeks. Uh, and, and obviously it wasn't that fast either because... <laughs> still learning what yeah. to do um but i found that through the process i ended up uh really enjoying it you know i was like this is this is cool and i kept getting good feedbacks like oh you know your voice is quite easy to listen to and like because you know i was like hmm maybe this is something i could dabble in you know this is fun but at the same time i was also 
just for fun went on like a on the mocap vaults intro to mocap course it was like one of the very early days at that point yeah. i think they had run like a handful of those and they were still setting everything up uh and i just went for fun but even that i was like this is so cool i'm in mm-hmm. and um it just made sense to be also being a gamer all kind of all the planets aligned yeah I was like, why don't i give this a shot and just i want to be in games yeah. that's my goal i'm not fussed about commercials It'd be cool to get them but i'm not that bothered i've got my other job i just want to be in games because it'd be freaking cool yeah. um and that that just started me down the path obviously that evolved as i went down the path but that was basically the trigger uh that got me to get your game on and obviously i learned so much to get your game on that it obviously evolved that idea of what that's going to look like but for me my mantra to this day is that i'm you know i, I will do this but i'm going to do it my way or not at all yeah so i'm not doing this by somebody else's rules i'm doing this my way in a way that i feel good and i can re- retain my dignity mm. and I feel good about my decisions, whatever those decisions are. See, I talk for a living. Why, why can I say this? <laughs> um, but it either happens that way or not at all. I'm not going to be, you know, manipulated or bullied into a certain way of doing things because somebody else tells me this is the way it's done. Yeah. Because yeah. that does not exist in our world. And I think, Rachel, you can, you can uh, agree with that. Like, yes, it's what you make of it. Definitely, definitely. And it's, you know, it's been so wonderful to kind of see your journey. And I I do, I mean, I think, obviously, you're super talented, but the business side, you know, having that, that business knowledge, and the fact that, you know, you understand business, how important do you think that has been in your in your journey? I think it's been invaluable, quite frankly, I use so much of my education and my experience in those you know, rooms, and I've had the immense privilege of working side by side with, you know, some of the senior managers, the CEOs of some of the biggest companies in the world. And to be able to observe, it wasn't what they do day to day, it's to observe their thought process when, because they are not confronted by any straightforward decision ever. Every day is convoluted decisions. We have to weigh up what you know and the intelligence you have on a certain matter. Yeah. Uh, to make an educated decision and hope it works out for the best at the yeah. end of the day. Nothing is clear cut. Yeah. Um, and how, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And in a way, they op- operating in a world where, where they won't, no decision they'll make will ever make everybody happy. Yeah. So being able to observe that mindset and shadow that, that uh, was really invaluable, but even more so just gave me a little bit more confidence when it came to stepping up and um, having a calm discussion and a calm negotiation regarding, um, you know, contracts, clauses, there's, there's this level of training that I received and experience that I had. And and that aspect that's so important that you spend so much time doing that as an actor, and yet so little time training to do that as an actor. Yeah, uh, I think it's absolutely critical. I think there's a huge uh, space there for somebody who has the knowledge to, you know, create more educational content for 
for uh, actors and for performers in, in that area, for artists in that area. Um, yeah. I think there's a lot of people who don't know what they don't know, and then they create these modules and they, they at best seem a little bit incomplete. I mean, they're a starting point, but I think at this point, you still have to take that into your own hands and, and, and learn that. But yeah, the business knowledge side of things has been invaluable. The other side is the business mindset where you're able to separate yourself from the, the decisions made that affect you. Mm. Uh, specifically, I guess you know where I'm going with this, is casting. Yeah. Yes, where that is a business decision. And you know, being able for it's so good for your mental health to have these strategies developed in your mind where it does not affect your self worth. Mm. Um, decisions, casting decisions are business decisions. They're not personal. They're not because you personally suck as a human being, you know, yeah. it's because you are inadequate, you are not this even though sometimes they're incredibly poorly worded those mm. decisions, and they make you feel like crap and they make it sound like you know you're not good enough and it was your fault but you have yeah. to think of it this way that they're just trying to do their job and they need to find the people that that will fit into that project and and use their knowledge to create a a cast that that works for the vision yeah. that they were hired to bring to life yeah. and so it's not a matter of it being personal to you or you not being good enough or you doing something wrong. It's just that you didn't fit into that vision that time. Yeah. And, you know, so, so, but every interaction matters still, you know, you might do something really good. You didn't fit that project, but you, um, you, they'll remember you, or even if they don't, you know, you try again, but yeah. it's, that comes from the business education. Yeah. That's that strength and that kind of, yeah, that not taking it personally, I think is so yeah. important. Yeah, because I think as actors, you know, it's like that thing of like, just want to get right. Pick me, pick but, me. Yeah, <laughs> but but there are, you know, it's acknowledging there are so many aspects of being a voice, of being an actor, being a voice actor that are out of your control and you can be mm -hmm. the best. You could be absolutely perfect, but it may be that your voice just doesn't fit with the other character or they decide to change it. And there are loads of things yeah. that you just don't, don't know about it's all you know you can't you just got to kind of turn up and and do your best and and then walk yeah. away do what you wanted to do um and sometimes you're not gonna do it sometimes you know happens yeah. <laughs> sometimes yeah you walk into that room like for me i've had two in-person auditions this year it's like what in person is coming back huh yeah. you know after everything and you know especially the first one i walked out of there i'm like oh god i stunk up the place that was not good i was so nervous i did not do what i wanted to do however you know you you just shake it off and you just say like you know be more prepared for next time if because yeah. that that side of it is in my control and just a matter of practice but at the same time i do not i didn't base the value of my acting and my craft on on, on that yeah. um so so you know it's it's so important to like be kind to yourself but to actually cultivate that sort of resilience mm -hmm. of being able to shake these things off and and not not to feel like oh i'm not good enough because there is no perfect there is no good enough if you're just trying to be good enough you'll never be good enough because you'll never be good enough for everybody yeah you know, yes. and you don't have to be good enough for everybody. Yeah. You just have to be there right place, right time, meaning you have to 
work on your skills yeah. and put yourself in the way of as many opportunities as possible. Definitely. That's, that's what it is. And, and, you know, you don't need everybody to say yes. You just need a few people to say yes. yes. <laughs> and you will, and they will see your value, but it might take a while. It didn't happen overnight for me. You know, yeah. um, I put in hard work and I developed my skills and I got better and got more versatile. Um, you know, I'm, I'm now a little bit known for, you know, being quite versatile with accents. Yeah. Um, that was something that was, that I find quite naturally sort of a little bit easy because maybe upbringing, maybe because I'm multi multilingual. Um, so I decided to go that way and you know, that that's a little bit of my strength. And so they go for that or, or whatever else, but you, you hone the stuff you're good at and then, the, and you hone the stuff that you find fun to work on. Um, don't try to be a jack of all trades because you're going to be master of none. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, find your strengths, find the stuff you really, your strengths are what you like doing. Yeah. What you <laughs> That's the easiest doing. decision ever. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. people think, what are my strengths? What are my strengths? And they, you know, go into this where they're absolutely miserable six down, six months down the line. Like if you don't like learning it, you're not going to like doing it. Yeah. That's a yeah. good chance that that's going to be like that. And so when you're like my top tip for finding like your strengths is what do you really enjoy doing? What do you really, you just do for fun when it comes to your voice work or your acting or whatever, which sides are like just a joy to do. Even if you're not that good at it, you're just like excited by it or like, oh, I was just mm -hmm. having fun because that's the stuff that you're going to stick with. And that's going to be, if it not, isn't already, that's going to be one of your biggest, biggest strengths. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I so resonate with what you're saying. And I, you know, I often say like if more people followed their dreams and did what they loved, you know, the world would be a better place um, yeah. because, you know, people get pushed into kind of doing what they think they should do or what they think, yeah. you know, someone says that they're good at. But actually, if you're doing something that you love, that that energy, and it, it just feeds everything. Yeah. Um, you know, I often find myself in the studio doing a job and I'm like, I, I can't believe I'm getting paid to do this because right? I love it. You know, yeah. it's, it's just like magical. Most fun. Uh, like yeah. on a lot of my, uh, f like on the Formula One days that I've been very, um, very lucky that they, they've kept asking me back for every, you know, subsequent game so far oh, uh, for mocap. I just have yeah. the best time. And it's usually uh, like more of us than, than normal because it, 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 this is not some great cinematic day of like acting of grand scenes. It's a lot of the NPCs you see, a lot of sort of these lobby scenes and stuff like that. It's it's not Shakespeare. <laughs> and yet yeah. there's usually sort of four to six of us on the set, mm. which is not what a number you usually see in a mocap yeah. volume. And we just have a blast. We just, yeah. we just you know, have fun and just live in these moments. And, and I'm like, I got paid for that. Yeah. But uh, one more thing I want to say on that note, though, is... Um, don't cling to the idea that doing what you love is means only doing that thing in your life because that's not realistic yeah um you know i'm not i i've been reasonably successful in this industry and i'm not a full-time actor full-time voiceover full-time performer i have a day job because i have 
you know, certain like a lifestyle I want to have. I, you know, technically I could live off of my performing income, but it would be very tight, especially in London. It would be very tight. Um, don't be obsessed with the part of that vision that says that you do this full time. Yeah. You will get there eventually. Yeah. But quitting your day job too early is not strategically smart. Um, and it's a little bit, you know, <laughs> controversial opinion. It's a little bit self-indulgent and it could topple everything because you need money to yeah. train. You need yeah. money. You need to reinvest. I reinvest most of my acting income into my training. Yeah. Um, and I train all the time. Mm. And, you know, it, it, the weekly coaching sessions, um, you know, courses, classes, events, whatever it is, um, you know, I need to pay f to go to an event. Uh, I make a yearly trip to LA uh, yeah. to, you know, to just to reconnect with developers, with uh, actors there and everything that costs money. Yeah. Um, and especially when you're starting out, you're not going to be making enough money from acting in order to actually progress your career. You have to think about it like a startup. You're a business and businesses need capital yeah and so if you don't have that capital and usually that's going to come from your day job you're shooting yourself in the foot so the yeah. the whole idea that you're going to be that your success hinges on you being a full-time voiceover at least very early in your career um it's i i think that that is a little bit outdated um, that's, that's something that that's not realistic and really not in your best interest. Um, a lot of the people that, you know, are full time voiceovers also do coaching, also do all these other things, you know, it, it's just, it's just the way this industry works. So if you can do what you love and understand that sometimes you have to do what you got to do with your day job in order to continue progressing this, that's also part of the journey and that's okay. And that means you're successful in your own right and you're taking control of your finances you're taking mm -hmm. control of your life you're not dependent on taking whatever role comes next you can make strategic decisions about what roles you take on because that is so so important yeah. that you feel good about the work that you do because you're going to be asked to do some shady things at some point and you want to be able to say no to that definitely definitely oh my gosh such great advice for everybody <laughs> Um, we're going to just take a, a very short break uh, to hear from our amazing sponsors and then we'll be back. You are listening to the VoiceOver Hour podcast season four, brought to you by the VoiceOver Network, sponsored by Sennheiser, Focusrite, Audio-Technica and Elements Demos. This podcast is powered by the Focusrite Vocaster and the Sennheiser USB microphone. Founded in Japan in 1962, Audio-Technica has grown to design critically acclaimed headphones, turntables and microphones, building on its passion for listening and retaining the belief that high quality audio should be accessible to all. From live concert tours and recording studios to theatres, educational facilities and houses of worship, there are also millions of music enthusiasts, gamers and content creators who use Audio-Technica products every day. 
check out the Audio-Technica website, audio-technica.com. Having the right demo is so important as a voice actor. In fact, it's one of the most important marketing tools you need to have. Now, I created Elements Demos because I wanted to make sure that voice actors have the best demos to go out to get work and to get more representation. I have an amazing team of scriptwriters, sound engineers and directors all working with you. Check out elementsdemos.com for more information. Okay, so we are back with Marta talking I mean, you're sharing so much great advice um, <laughs> about, you know, training and investing. So the two kind of things that that really struck me was this investing, which again comes back to your business and also the opportunities. So you talked about investing and when, you know, voice actors, you know, is that tricky thing, isn't it? That, you know, that chicken and egg kind of where people are like, oh, I need the work, but then I need to spend money and I can't spend money if I don't have the work. But as you were saying before about having, you need to have money, you know, if it needs to come from somewhere else to invest in your business, because you did when you you came in, you just kind of you and and from the start, you've always been very much like you come along to the workshops, you come along to the events, you you put that not just money investment but time investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, you know, I I did when I first came to um, get your game on, uh, and for the first several years after that, up until 2019, so two years, several, I guess yeah. the, the minimum <laughs> definition of several, um, I was working, you know, an office job, just, um, uh, you're nine to five or more like when you're working in technology, it could be sometimes 12, 14 hour days, uh, when they weren't that, or even on my lunch breaks or whatever else I was, um, you know, joining workshops i was i invested at least some time almost every day and i I realized it was quite natural for me um i didn't have some kind of a setup i'm gonna you know put five minutes into my voiceover career every day and like that was in my calendar that wasn't like that but i think that's not a bad thing to do Mm. um if it was you know building a basic website which i would recommend and i'm not affiliated this is not some kind of affiliation uh i use strikingly because usually having a one-page website is more than enough and that is a nice simple code-free way of of getting a website it's minimal cost Mm. um that also ranks very well in search engines because it's just one page um top tip from a professional marketer mm, <laughs> anyway, mm. uh, so whether it was doing bits to create that whether it was working towards reels whether, whether it was practicing an accent where you know it, and it wasn't like i'm gonna do this for three hours after work every day but there was some time dedicated to it mm. little by little um you know so with a full-time job and yes i did a few things where like you know oh no i'm so sick so i could <laughs> go to a, 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 an audition or whatever else but um you know it wasn't excessive in any way um and you know i just i i made that happen i had the discipline to to keep that going and then i switched to a remote working job that was more flexible and obviously it was with those guys i was very much um open about my other pursuits um yeah. i was lucky enough that they saw it as as a plus something that they didn't want to get in the way of but obviously as long as my priorities were <laughs> obvious yeah. um it w- it's not easy 
it's not yeah. easy it takes a lot of your time you know you're you're working when you have the job and the other job you end up usually working seven days a week in some capacity um but then as an actor you there's more often than not once things get going you're working seven days a week anyway you're doing something it doesn't mean you're being paid for that work but you've got stuff to do yeah you know seven days a week and and it's putting in that time and you know doing all those things also takes money but the funniest thing i'll tell you when i came back to what was it uh the first get your game on after the pandemic was it oh, yeah 2020 that was last year yeah last year. yeah so it came there and it was a bit overwhelmed because it was like people how do i people i don't know how to people anymore yeah. <laughs> yeah. people came up to me and they were like because this is after um five nights at freddy's came out and everything sort of exploded and i was already in battlefield before then and all that stuff mm -hmm. so so you know slightly raised my profile um I have people come over to me. It's like, what are you doing here? Like, wh why are you taking the workshops? <sighs> why, why are you like, why are you here? Like you were like actually successful. Like this is, I'm like, I <laughs> I'm here because the training never stops because there's always something, somebody in this room that I can learn from and, and, and train and, and, mm -hmm reawaken some muscles from the pandemic you know whatever it is there's always a benefit so there's this thing of like the more than one person was like why are you here why aren't you on like doing whatever like like just because knowledge and 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 yeah i yeah. I've, like we're exactly the same there is no difference between you and me i just happen to have been involved in some projects but we're trying to do the same thing yeah yeah absolutely absolutely and you want to keep coming to get your game on yes i mean I never yeah. miss it never miss yeah. it awesome and then so yeah and and talking about you know the investment and training but also it's the networking so you're very good at networking and i know networking is such a heavy word for a lot of people yeah but it's 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 you're good at building relationships and and coming along to events that's that's a huge part of it isn't it yeah huge i mean in the earlier days when i was just still trying to figure things out a little bit more I would go to every single because it was I had this tunnel vision on games. So I just yeah. dedicated most of my training to games. And so I would go to every gaming convention I could in the UK. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of events, big, small, whatever. I would talk to people and it's it's awkward. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, it's so easy. You just talk to people. No, I'm I'm an introvert at heart. It's hard and it's awkward. And you're just like, hi, I I do the thing. Um, but my main approach to networking is make friends. Yeah. You know? yeah. And and when you approach it like making friends, then you're also gonna realize that you're not gonna win every single time. Because one thing that people when they network that I've observed, they have a this idea that everybody needs to like them. Mm. That uh, they need to have everybody's approval. Yep. Um, I very much operate on live on live and let live. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes you're just, you just don't have that chemistry with somebody. You just, you know, you, you just don't vibe you yeah. and that other person. Maybe it's something explicit, like uh, you just don't agree with the way they choose to do their work or they choose to do whatever it is they do. It doesn't mean you now have to mount a crusade 
against them. He's like, yeah. you're either my friend or my enemy. Yes. Uh, you can just let them be and you can go and float into another part of the community or group, whatever, yeah. where it's people that are more aligned with what you would like to do, what you believe in and so on. You know, it's not this sort of, it's not us versus them. Um, mm -hmm. So, so I just, I meet people. I never go in with like, hi, especially if it's a developer or whatever else, somebody who is not an actor, but would, could potentially be involved in, in casting in some way. Um, I don't go with, oh, hi, I'm a voice actor. Hire me. Here's my reel, you know, because mm -hmm. that's, what's that person going to do? They don't know you. Yeah. They can't put their own professional reputation on the line to, to recommend you when they don't know you. Mm -hmm. And why would they? You know, so they just now know that you just want something from them and yeah. that's it. That is the whole extent of it. Um, and it's just not a very nice interaction. Um, it, you just go and talk to people and make friends. Just, you know, talk like a normal human being. Like if you didn't have an agenda or something <laughs> and you just met this person and they're part of a friend group and you're like, hi, I'm Marta. How are you? Oh, yeah, we're from, you know, whatever just take the pressure off of yeah. being hired and just say hello mm. and that's it and maybe you'll see them again there's a good chance you'll encounter each other again um but that's that's my go-to just make friends you know and and that's so far has worked for me so i value them as people not as connections <laughs> you know what i mean yes. yeah um definitely. I, I don't I don't interact with them just for what they can give me because I have friends that that I've made that are in the industry you know that I've uh, work in uh, I talk to them almost every day on my Discord server and they work for one of the biggest developers um, in the world and we've never actually worked together they've worked on huge games never worked together um, but you know they're still wonderful friends. Um, I didn't become friends. Yes, we met at a professional event, but we didn't become friends because it's like, what can you give me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and yet they're incredible resources for me. If I'm looking at it from a business perspective, they're incredible resources for me for me to check my thinking. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can check, oh, I want to do this to communicate with this person like that. What do you think? Or what could be going on here? Just to get their perspective and to have that so readily available is invaluable. Um, but yeah, so it, it's just things like that, that you, you have to think about the long term. You mm. want to surround yourself with people who are friendly, who are friends, not only people who are extremely transactional and that goes yeah. both ways. And, yeah. um, yeah, that, that's what secrets to networking, just be, <laughs> be normal and don't try to, you know, uh, don't talk to people for what they can give you. Definitely. Great advice. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. I know. I, it I seems quite so obvious. Wise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. There's, I mean, there's so much um, more I'd love to talk to you about, but I know we, we've got limited time. Um, how do you, how do you juggle your, you know, work? Um, to varying degrees of success. <laughs> yeah. Not always well. Um, I, I've come to the point where I need to literally put 
free time in my schedule, I, I, I always think, oh, there's a gap in my calendar. I can fit this in. And I realize I've been going for 14 hours nonstop and I'm really, really tired. Yeah. Um, so that was one thing, literally scheduling me time. Um, yeah, it's, it honestly, it's, it's challenging because of sort of the varied nature of my day job working in visual effects software where, you know, some days when there's a launch, it's incredibly all consuming. Um, and others when it's not trying to really take advantage of the lull and trying to do mm. more. And, um, I think managing the workload takes a lot of discipline. I think discipline is the word you have to be disciplined. You have to be able to, again, and this is just practice, just practicing over time Mm -hmm. uh, and creating those habits where you constantly think of the bigger picture and the long game, not the momentary discomfort, not the fact that you're tired um, right now because you're trying to do something. Mm -hmm. So you being tired now and going the extra mile like i recorded something at literally midnight last minute but i knew that that was going to be hugely appreciated and getting a friend out of a bind um you're tired now but that will all pay off in the future every single time you're tired and you think i can't i i just don't feel like it ah you know make sure that you think of the bigger picture and then make a decision whether, you know, you actually don't want to do that or it's worth persevering. And you have to make that judgment call. I'm not the person that's like, oh, he's got to keep the grind. Sometimes you got to stop. But yeah, think of your decision needs to be in the context of the bigger picture. Yeah. What are you yeah. trying to achieve and how will this affect that? And are you okay with that, with those consequences? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing advice. So much. Um, And uh, the final question that I love to ask all my guests is what advice would you give to a younger Marta? Oh, my goodness. Um, That's a hard one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would say don't be so hard on yourself. Um, Don't let... And don't let other people's other people's judgments of you uh, put you down yeah. as much, because you know when I was starting this journey and I wasn't surrounded by creative people, um, and you're in the everybody's a cog in the corporate machine. They're like, oh, "You're crazy! Why are you doing this?" Like, look at her; she's actually thinks she's special. <laughs> you know, that that's the way they look at you. And, and it did really get me down a lot to say like, no, um, I would have started earlier. Honestly, it was started my journey earlier. If it wasn't for that, I would have gone for acting a lot earlier if it wasn't for that. So yeah, so don't let other people's opinions of what your life should be, and what your role in society should be influence you that much. Because it's your life. Yeah. That would be my biggest advice. Nice. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Just, yeah, so great. And um, oh, what an amazing episode it's been. It's been such an honor having you on, Marta. Thank you. I know you're super Thank busy. You. You've got 
lots going on <laughs> and uh, I'm excited to hear about, you know, the next games that will be coming out, I'm sure, soon. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, Rachel. Thanks for having me here. And sorry for all the rambling, but I just I, I was on a roll. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't apologize. Your rambling is gold dust. It's brilliant. Uh, yes. and I have, it. Yeah. have it. Have yeah. it. It's yours. <laughs> Go forth. <laughs> oh awesome awesome well thank you everybody for joining me uh for our voiceover hour podcast and i hope you enjoy all the episodes and have an amazing rest of your day thank you for listening to the voiceover hour podcast season four brought to you by the voiceover network with special sponsors sennheiser Focusrite, audio technica and Elements Demos. My name's Rachel Naylor. Join me for the next episode taking you behind the scenes in the voiceover industry.